stocking at Christmas Open my presents and I'd be glad But the last time I played Father Christmas I stood outside a department store A gang of kids came over and bugged me And knocked my reindeer to the floor They said, Father Christmas, give us some money Don't mess around with those silly toys Ladies and gents, back at it again, episode 32, baby. Woo! We here, we here. Huncho, <laughs> Marty Bathwater, Teddy, and we got a very, <laughs> very special guest. Tracked him down. In the house tonight. Oh, yeah. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> and where in the world is Mr. 305? <laughs> What a great <laughs> intro song. Thank you, Gore. Oh. <laughs> Baby, I like it. Oh yeah. I have to say, you uh that was that was banger. Oh, Good job. Good job, oh, Ted. <laughs> yeah. Great job, Teddy. Well done, Teddy. Uh Earlier, it, when we when we first started the video, uh, the episode, you referred to yourself as Huncho. I think the the, the time for Huncho is done. Oh. I think for the foreseeable future will now be the Gregordo. <laughs> I think that's the way we got to do it. It just it just has to happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, whatever. Sorry. Times are tough, Gordon. Times are tough. Yeah. Times are tough. Tensions are running a little <laughs> bit high True. on the BFB here this week. Yeah. But, um, it's a, you know, it's going to be a great episode. We got uh, Mr. 305 here. Thanks for coming in. So, so excited to be here, fellas. Very and, excited. And you were on the last Christmas app. I was on the last Christmas yeah. app. So two, two years in a row. Tradition. That's Nobody good, else, man. Nobody else has good. that. So yeah, good. that's right. Second time live in studio. Yeah. No one else has that. Nope. Other than bacon, bacon, bacon maybe. Bacon's been in a couple times. Yeah, that's true. But uh, no, good epi. Looking forward to it. Matt did lots of work. I did a little bit. <laughs> um, and even the banya came prepared. Hey, yeah, you know, that's when right. you're coming onto the show, you got to do what you can, right? Yeah, that's exactly. right. Hey, when did you get back into the town? Uh, Our town, I, this I, town, I, Edmonton. I, I, flew, <laughs> I, I flew in on Sunday. It was 13 hours of pure hell from Ooh. Beijing, but uh, I'm here now and. Ready to go. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier to have you. Yeah, stoked. Actually, Gregordo didn't know that this was happening. No, I was surprised when I walked... Well, I saw his car outside and then I walked downstairs and I was... (laughs) 
pretty jacked. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Okay, well, let's jump into it. Uh, Episode 32 of the BFB. Um, You... You didn't have time, I assume. I had time. You had time. I had time. Okay. I made time. Made time. Made okay. time. All right. I still only have two sheets, uh, front and back, computer <laughs> paper for my prep. And Banya actually had more because his page, writing I is... took a page out of Gord's book and I actually brought a moleskin book. <laughs> and I have two pages and numbers even. And, and, and... A lot smaller font. It is very small. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Gord has two pages of... Like, I don't even know what that is. 22 fonts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With massive hey, gaps man, in between each sentence. You can't, you can't control this cursive, you know, character It's definitely some sort of Looks like you wrote right it now. holding the pen with your fist. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the Yeti was the one that taught me how to write, so... <laughs> that immature pencil grasp. Oh, man. But, wow. no, I had, a, I had a few numbers. I had okay. a few numbers, okay? Um... We've actually touched on Mr. Orleans Darkwa in another number episode that's because right. I believe he was 28 for the Giants. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's exactly <laughs> it, yeah. And we're not afraid. And we are not afraid of Darkwa, <laughs> okay? Um, Kenyon Drake? Mm-hmm. Which edition? Miami edition. Yeah, 41 in and, Arizona. And Orleans Darkwa is also Miami edition. Yeah. Um, Devin McCourty? Yeah. One of the McCordy twins. Yeah. And, Out of Rutgers. And uh, a guy that I was battling my Maddie for one time in fantasy to get traded to me. And that's Mr. C. Mike. Christine Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How, Flash time, the pan. how times change. Flash in the pan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, what? What? who else? Banny. I have, I, I've got a number here. I've got uh, Marcus Allen. Yeah, played for the Oakland Raiders, uh, one-time Heisman Trophy winner, NFL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, this guy set some records too, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Uh, some pretty big records, actually. Uh, he rushed for ten thousand plus yards and uh, catches for five thousand plus yards. So that's pretty good. He's the first player to ever do that. Yeah, yeah. six-time yeah. Pro Bowler, six-time. And as a fuck you to Al Davis when he got released by the Raiders, he went right to KC, KC, and had. Awesome years for them too. Had to play him twice. Each yeah, year. but they had to make a decision because at the time the Raiders had Marcus Allen, and Bo Jackson. Yeah, exactly. So what are you gonna do? You gotta go, Bo. Yeah, you have you know. To. Uh, great choices, fellas. Um, unfortunately, you missed a few. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let me pick up that. Let me pick up that slack. Uh, I went with Jim Brown. I had to greatest Brown ever. Greatest running back ever. Uh, <laughs> You, what, are you debating that? Are no. you? Not? Don't scoff at that. No. Do not scoff Jim Brown. He is. He is. The numbers are there. Uh, yeah. So I went with him. Had to. Uh, could have also gone with Jamal Anderson, uh, former Falcon, the Dirty Bird. Cedric Benson, rest in peace. Dre Bly, who probably has one of the best names ever. D-R-E-B-L-Y. Dre Bly. <laughs> uh, my uh, running back in one of my leagues, Chris Carson, Fumbleitis. Uh Franco Harris. The 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 man who is part of the immaculate reception, arguably one of the greatest plays ever. Uh, it wore thirty two. Uh, the edge, Edron James, mm-hmm. former Colts running back. Maurice Jones Drew, who possibly had one of the greatest nicknames ever, the Pocket Hercules. 
<laughs> MJD, baby. Uh, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, Jack Party, Michael Pittman, running back Ricky Waters, Ugh, Eric Weddle. Fucking Oh, gross. your boy. Uh, no. Are we talking boys? Are we talking boys? Oh, we gotta be talking boys. Because... Now. Juice. Oh, OJ Simpson. Officially. My boy. <laughs> the juice episode. Officially the juice it episode. It is. Yeah. F32 is the juice episode. <laughs> Fuck. But you know what's so funny? If anybody was watching the Monday Nighter this week, we found out that uh, he's not just Gord's boy. He's actually Burger McFarland's boy, too. <laughs> I didn't see them all. I've heard about the guys. Jim Brown and O.J. Simpson and Jerry Rice and those guys. But I do think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback this game has ever seen. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Booger? Oh, my God. <laughs> so we got a little a little O.J. story. Okay, sure. I'm um, going to drop on the boys here. And uh, just a little friendly reminder. Okay. okay, sure. So the Buffalo Bills barely lost a game in 1970 by missing on a bad pass for a touchdown. The loss allowed them to get the first pick in the draft where they took O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson lived in Buffalo where he met his wife, Nicole, and then allegedly killed her. He then hired Robert Kardashian to be his lawyer. They won the case, making the Kardashians somewhat famous. Then Kim drops the sex tape and becomes famous. So basically, the 1970 Buffalo Bills are the reason we have to deal with the Kardashians today. Because if they would have won that game, there wouldn't have been any pick to pick O.J., wouldn't be in Buffalo, and then we'd have no Kim K. Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. And on a side note, I actually had to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians in China, because that's the only show they had in English. So it's not bad. I've watched a few Fucking goddamn Buffalo Bill. Like, goddamn, never seen it. Um, allegedly, hey? I'm just reading the... Okay, sure. I'm just reading the text. Okay, I did not write that. I am just reading the text. Yeah, we're just stealing other people's work. <laughs> yes. Non, you know, like accounted for either, because Marty sometimes says, oh yeah, found this on UniWatch, you know? <laughs> this one, I'm not, I don't even know the source. But. <laughs> well, shit, before you jumped right into that quick. I, I wasn't done talking about our boy Booger. Okay, <laughs> listen, to, listen to Booger's Monday Night. Okay, he drew a dick. When he was drawing a diagram on the yes. screen, okay, yeah. so he did that. Yeah, I saw that. He wondered uh, the clip we played. He wondered out loud if Brady wasn't the goat because of OJ Simpson. <laughs> um, and then he also mentioned Michael Thomas isn't a four-three guy like Tyree Kill, probably twelve to fifteen <laughs> times in one show. These are some quotes that he said this past Monday night. Taysom Hill is a modern-day Steve Young. Okay. <laughs> he also said Jacoby Brissett is easily a franchise quarterback. Debatable. <laughs> and then he said, I wouldn't say Drew Brees is the best player ever. You got to look at guys like OJ Simpson. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. How many 200 yard rushing games does Drew Brees have? Not that many. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Preach. Oh, man. Shit. Well, who's sponsoring us this week? Gordon? Oh, this week was, uh, this week was well needed. <laughs> I had a rough Saturday night. Sunday came around, and we had a hockey game, Yeah. and uh, by the end of the hockey game, I knew I was losing the Gregor. Fuck. But when I was going <laughs> into the hockey game, I thought I was winning the Gregor. Yes, at, inter- at the inter- at this scrape. Yeah, yeah, at the scrape, I had to check, and it was not looking good. So you know what? Our sponsor this week is what I picked up for myself to eat. 
on Sunday Sunday afternoon. And that's Popeye's chicken. Alright? Popeye's Louisiana kitchen. That's it in the Popeye's. <laughs> oh man, I got it spicy. It was fucking delicious. I got mac and cheese. The Cajun gravy. Ooh, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, butter biscuits. Oh, the biscuits aren't real. Yeah. I heard the biscuits are very, very biscuits good. Biscuits are very, very good. It was so funny when we left hockey because Gord was like, uh, I was like, you coming for a parking lot beer? And he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> no. And then and then he saw me pull out my, my weed and my pipe. He's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just have a couple. <laughs> so he has, so he takes a hit. And he's like, Cave, well, fuck, I gotta go get windshield washer fluid. He's in such a bad mood. <laughs> and I, he's driving away with his window down, and me and Johnny are standing there, and I yelled, like, don't pick up an extension cord to hang yourself while you're at the store. And he was just like, fuck you! And just <laughs> I peeled out of there. <laughs> rolled my window up and drove away. <laughs> and got a good, what do you get, a three-piece? <laughs> no, I got an eight-piece. Oh, yeah. Eight-piece. Family eight style. Next, eight at the next day. Deal. Yeah, great deal. Yeah, and plus Megan was hungover too, so she was jacked. Oh, when she yeah. rolled up with that. <laughs> it was her Christmas party the night before, so I was not yeah. feeling great. Yeah, got it. Oh, well. Shit. What are we going? Q&A? Q&A. Let's yeah, do it. we got to jump in. We have to. Um, the text, our first question this week, actually it's a two-parter. One for me and one for uh, Gregordo. The first one comes to me, and it's from Feldy, all the way in our uh, our Eastern correspondent in the nation's capital. He said, Matt, what did you know about Lamar Jackson that we all didn't? I mean, you took him and Kyler Murray before Dak Prescott, Big Ben, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. What was your thought process? Um... Basically, I kind of, I kind of, uh, the way the way I had uh, done my research and evaluated it, I had Lamar pretty high, I, and he was kind of boomer bust. I love the fact that he could run, so he, that put him up for me. Um, and yeah, I just I thought doubling if I went Lamar and then Kyler right after, I was I was kind of of the of the thought process that one of these guys could pan out. Yeah. And if they do, great. And if they both work out, awesome. And if they both don't work out, I guess I'll scrounge the wire or make a trade. Um, and, yeah, like, honestly, I wish I could say, like, I saw it coming. But fantasy is so much luck. It's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. Absolute crapshoot. But I, I don't know. I just, like, I didn't have – the of the guys you mentioned, I had Dak rated uh, up there in my in my own personal rankings. But Big Ben and Brady, I didn't – I wasn't – there was no way I was going to touch them. No. Uh, and Drew Brees, if the if the round was right and he was still there, I would have gone with him. But yeah, I just I just felt uh, two young mobile quarterbacks uh, that had a lot of upside. Why not? If I could go back to back, and the fact that I picked twelfth from um, winning the previous season, uh, that meant that I had the back to back going into rounds. So I had the bottom mm-hmm. pick and then the top pick in the next round. So I I, I thought I could afford it. I thought it, it was a nice luxury to have. So yeah, that that's kind of what I I didn't think it would happen this way. Um, you know, he's setting records, unreal year. But yeah, I'm fucking glad I did it. Yeah, it worked out big time. Now I got a little salty in the chat after that. <laughs> 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 Talking to Mister Feldy, and uh, you know he, he brings on the question to me, and he says, knowing the end results now, um, how do you think each of us would have finished if we didn't make that trade? Yeah. And you know what? It almost pains me to actually look it up. Okay? <laughs> because I don't need that negativity in my life right now. True. You know? 
And I, I obviously it didn't work in my favor. I came in dead last, and you made the A pool, so it worked better. Obviously, <laughs> in I mean, I think that's a pretty clear. I think that's a pretty clear statement, you know. And uh, obviously, if I went back and tracked every number, you know, like the points for points against, yeah, I think you would come out on top. And you know what? Great trade. I pulled the trigger. I thought I was going to help me out, and it did for two weeks. And then after that, it did not. So. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are, Feldy. Oh, oh shit. man. Okay. I'm staring down the fucking barrel of a Ronald McDonald gun. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's talk let's talk about that. So the two guys that made the finals uh are the the Gregor Bull was uh obviously Gord and uh John. And going into it, we had discussed that if John lost, he would have to spend a week uh as a vegan. And if Huncho here lost, uh, because of his reaction when we brought it up on a previous episode, everyone knows that he does not want to spend 24 hours in a McDonald's. So that's been the running joke. Like, will it actually come to that? Will it? I don't know. I hope not. Well, we'll see. But uh, we actually got a question regarding that uh, that came in from our, our buddy, the Triple C, the China Chinatown collector. And uh, he said, speaking in third person, he says, Triple C... Spends a lot of time at McDonald's, particularly the one at Pender and Abbott. He wants to know what are some some of Gord's favorite items from the value menu at McDick's. How is he going to plan his menu for that day? Also, he wants you to know that uh, quite delicious is the McGangbang when you put a junior chicken inside a McDouble right in the middle of it and eat it as one. So you got some options there, buddy. But he wants to know where where, where are you going with that value menu? <laughs> Assume that the ice cream machine is working. Well, with the value menu, I mean, I'm a big regular cheeseburger guy. Like, I just like the regular, single, classic McDonald's cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. And, uh... Two cheeseburger meal used to be the shit. Oh, it was the shit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my go-to. You can get them dressed like a Mac, which isn't bad, (laughs) right? (laughs) You get, like, Big Mac sauce and lettuce and shit on them. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I'm just, I don't know. You know, it's it's a tough one. I hope Johnny doesn't uh, doesn't execute because I mean that would be by far the harshest punish- punishment. I, it has to in be. league history. Yeah, yeah, oh. for sure. It definitely would be. Would you feel the same way if it was reduced to twelve? Twelve isn't as bad. Twelve like, is not nearly like as. bad. If you had to put in a shift seven to seven, you know that's doable, man. Twenty four hours. That's I already have the noose tied. Okay, I don't need to tie it tighter. <laughs> there's been there's been discussion though that like, let's say we put stipulations in. I say we like I'm I like I'm part of the decision. I'm not, but let's say the stipulations are put in and say like, okay, you can have uh, the apple pie, the fillet of fish, and uh, chocolate soft cone off the menu. Those are the only things you can have. But for every one of those items, you get either 15 or 30 minutes knocked off your total time. I would only do it for an hour, I think. You would only eat two filet fish Oh, no, I'd crush fucking 12 if I had <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> They're not but even that bad. That would work out. Or, like, if you put in, like, bigger ones. Like, if you if you can get behind the counter and actually flip a patty or shake, <laughs> shake oh, some fries, be, that's be, half your time gone. Great. If I could work there, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. 
But like, whatever. You could you could make deals and say you don't have to pay me this. I'm just trying to get out of here. Oh, yeah, Gordon, I think you could smooth talk your way into there. Oh, for to, sure. To flip a patty. <laughs> <laughs> just even even pour some salt on your French fries. I guarantee you could get back. Oh here. man, but who's gonna know I do it? Because I have no cell phone or laptop. No, that's true. Oh, we have periodical check-ins. <laughs> oh, okay. just to make sure that make sure I, you're I, there. I'd come put a shift in. I'd come put a couple hours in. Yeah, yeah. hang out with them. <laughs> Watch him try to hide a smoke in the play palace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that, boys. Okay, well, speaking of that, the next question comes in from our buddy Andy, the Corona. And he said, in the N40 final, who do you have, Johnny or Nigel? It's yours is pretty clear. I want Johnny. Yeah. What's your reasoning? <sighs> I think it'd be way easier on me. Punishment. <laughs> And he's my tea partner. Yeah, it's true. You have a connection. If you, For if sure. you're, yeah, if you're snapping tape to tape to each other, exactly. You're not you don't want to have a pissed other. off tea partner. No. no, no, no. That's for sure. And I mean, like. Nigel, everybody downplays what he would do. Everybody's worried about what Chris would have done if he got in there. I think Nigel's the dark horse of the oh, dickheads. Yeah. I think yeah. so <laughs> like Nigel would, Nigel's a quiet dickhead. Oh, and then, then yeah, he would make you pay. Yeah. I think. Um and this has nothing to do with that, but I think Nigel's gonna win. Oh no. <laughs> and that's where I'm putting my uh my uh chips behind. I think like I have to. He beat me, so I, I you know, I wanna know that I lost to the best. So, yeah, I would love to see Nigel win. It's nice. Uh, I, I have to say, out of the three out of the four guys that made the semifinal matchups uh, are, have never won before. And I'm out of there. So you, we're guaranteed a brand new winner for the four each year. Each year. And that's happened every that's year. That's pretty so, cool. That is cool. So if Johnny wins, I'm pumped. If Nigel wins, I'd be pumped too. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think matchup-wise, I was looking at his his roster. Nigel's got a good team, and the matchups kind of worked out in his favor this week. So, yeah, I think that's who uh, I would take for sure. Cool. Well, Do you have any questions there? Mm, I got nothing. No, okay. Does uh, I got a question for the boys. Banya's in? I got a, oh. live, I got a live question here. Oh, I like this. Usually okay. I like to send these in uh, via text, but not since I'm here. I know, but you know what? It was way more exciting, though, having to get the... Pitbull, or Enrique Iglesias song early, <laughs> I really, which yeah, was nice. I, I was pretty stoked on that one, yeah. Enrico. Enrico Iglesias. <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> what uh, What do you got for this, Banya? So my question, it's the end of the season, so coming with the uh, season winding down, uh, there's some big matchups this week. Me and Maddie for sure, that's a huge matchup. Yeah. Uh, who are your guys' go-to, player, or go-to players uh, week in, week out? Who are the guys that got you the points that got you to where you are now? And what do you think is going to happen next year with those players? Hmm. I got, I got so an guys, easy one yeah. right off the hop. Sure. In the, in the Flyers League was Christian McCaffrey. Sure. And it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. Absolute no-brainer. Arguably the best running back in the league this year. Um he was always a guy you could just count on starting. And other than that, on that roster, I mean, Melvin, when he was back, was good. You know, decent, but not that reliable. Josh Jacobs was good. And other than that, DJ Moore, I think. Yeah. I think maybe I only had a couple guys that I honestly was super confident in starting each week. Yeah. I feel that for sure. Like in the triple F, I was looking at, at my roster and I can't pick anyone. That's That's been my go-to consistent rock. 
Keenan Allen started out hot. He he fizzled. Um, Chris Carson went through a phase of fumbling. Uh, Miles Sanders only really turned it on at the end. Kamara did nothing for me. Matt Ryan was inconsistent. I, so maybe maybe Christian Kirk, but I rarely played him. So he would be he'd be my go to in the triple F. In in the forty though, for sure Lamar. Lamar was yeah, massive yeah, for me yeah. all season. Um, and then I have to say that my my patience was uh, rewarded with Kareem Hunt. I stashed him right from the draft. I had him on my bench the entire time, waiting for his eight game uh, suspension to get done. And he came in. and He's been he's been real solid yeah, for me. So so I, I I put him in there. And then my other one would be Josh Jacobs uh, at running back. <clears throat> Absolutely came as advertised. A rookie bell cow running back. I think he's going to be a stud next year, uh, like he was this year. I think he's only going to get better. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would hope, I would love to have him again for sure. Um, yeah, and that, that's what I would kind of say. I had Kyler Murray stashed on the bench all year. I think I played him in two games. That's it. Yeah, because of Lamar. <clears throat> Let me tell you, in the Triple F, I did not have any tight ends for one who did anything for me this season. Here, here. Tight end was a real killer of a position. It was. Here, here. It but was. I, I did have three guys who were, you know, they were pretty like they were pretty solid for twelve plus points a week. Uh, I had Dak, Marlon Mack, and Saquon Barkley. Now until Barkley went down with an injury, he hasn't been that great since. But uh, and Mac, Mac's kind of been the same thing. I also put, and I hate to say this, you know, live so everybody can hear this, but twenty five, twenty five <laughs> fantasy dollars down. That one hurt because I remember going through the free agency that week looking like, fuck, $25? Is that what I really want to put down? Yeah. I put 15 down on, uh, it, it was a, it was a, it was a expensive week. 20, $25 on the he mines really killed me. Yeah. That's a tough one, man. I've, you know what? I don't, I can't remember a guy I've spent way too much money on. Damn. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. This year I, you were pretty tame. Yeah, last year a bit more frivolous. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, think I, can't I, recall. I think this year I got up there for Gort in our league at least. With, yeah, with uh, moves, moves for sure. Yeah, moves. Sure. Nobody was catching Robbie, but yeah, you guys were both up there. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh man, in the forty, I had a couple pretty solid guys though, but again, just never could, never could really hit the mark. Lindsay was good for me. Dalvin Cook was good for me, and. That's about it. I can't remember the rest of my team because I dropped them. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, we have one more question. And um, I don't know if this is going to go over well or not, but um, this one actually comes in from a member of the BFB, which has never happened. I've never asked a question. I've never and asked Gord's a question. Gord's never asked one. This one comes in from Theodore B. Water. Um and he writes in, he says, I don't know if this is kosher, given my prominent role in our smash hit podcast, but I couldn't leave this be because frankly, I'm worried. While the fellows were prepping and going through the pre-show run through tonight, Gord left the room to use the facilities and he left his phone unlocked on the table. His iTunes music app was left open and a recent playlist that he made was out there in plain view for all to see. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't pry, but I'm concerned that he may be in distress. In fact, I think the listeners need to hear a snippet of his playlist so they fully realize what this man is actually going through. Uh, So, without further ado, this is the first one that he had up on his list. 
say something, I'm giving up on you. I'll be the one if you want me to. Followed by this. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. And if that wasn't bad enough, this was after. When you try your best, but you don't succeed. When you get what you want. And then It was capped off with this last one Whoops So Teddy asks, <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, can you help our boy out right now in this tough time of need and talk him off the ledge? Can he put down those Don't Kill Myself books and realize that there is always hope in the next season? Your dear friend who's always here if you need me, Theodore B. Water. <laughs> <laughs> I am here for him. Anytime I need a Teddy talk, man, he's there for me. <laughs> yeah. Always there for you. I'm here for you. I know. You need I know. to talk All it out. All the boys are here for me. And you it's... know, I'm willing to go to McDonald's to help you. I'll hang out with you. I'll put in a shift for sure. You know, it's nice to have the support. It's nice to have the support group. Um, doesn't make, you know, returning the don't kill myself books to the library <laughs> any easier. <laughs> but, um, you know... Kid just needed a little bit and it didn't come. Yeah. What are you going to do? Exactly. What are you going to do? You know, and I think maybe listen to a bit more upbeat music. That might help. <laughs> Honestly, I had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Cool. Well, should we jump in to pass it? Pass it around. Mm. Love this segment. It's a spark. Uh, Gord rolled these ones by hand. <laughs> I did roll them by hand. Yeah. How else would you roll them? <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, shit. Okay, well, the first thing we need to talk about is the uh, last game played in Oakland. The Raiders played their final home game against... Uh, who the fuck did they play? They got beat. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew bleed him. Yeah. Fucking good. That's right. And he had that quote after. Mm. I'm happy I made I'm happy I did, made that happen. Um, did you I s- mean... Last game they'll ever play in a baseball stadium, which is nice. That is nice for sure. Did you see the fans were throwing garbage on the field at the end of the game? Typical Oakland. Yeah, the black hole. Terrifying. <coughs> Terrifying. Woo! <coughs> 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 but it's going to be weird to see the the Raiders playing out of Vegas, man. The Las Vegas Raiders. I think it'll be sick. Going to one of those games would be fucking dope. In Vegas? Oh, it would be fun for sure, but like... The Raiders are Oakland. I guess they're LA too, but exactly they've been jumping around. Yeah, it's not like the Green Bay Packers are moving to Vegas. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, fuck, who actually likes Oakland? 
Right? <laughs> yeah. The Dallas Cowboys have relocated to New Mexico. Exactly. Like, that's <laughs> not going to happen. But, like, the Raiders, like, nobody fucking cares. They play on shale half the year. Yeah. Get out of there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Not... We'll see. I met somebody, this gal in, in Vegas, this lady was like a real estate girl or something, and she was hyped on the new stadium, man. But she said there's not much room for tailgating, so. Yeah. Yeah, where the where the stadium is. Not much parking. We'll see. That whole city is a tailgate, though, so fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who cares? Drink wherever the hell you want. <laughs> Shit. Um, what else we got? Well, your boy Gordo, uh, well, former boy, Jackrabbit Jenkins. Uh, was recently released by the Giants. <laughs> Jackrabbit let go. Can you? What's the what's the well thought process with this? He calls a fan a retard, which is not okay. Called him out on Twitter. Called him out on Twitter, and yeah. he says, "Oh, that's just my slang. That's just my slang. Uh, that's not slang. It's 2019. You're a professional athlete." Yeah, exactly. We actually actually we have the clip for you when he was questioned by media. This is what he responded with. Part of my slang that I use, I wasn't calling nobody no name. Like I said, I wasn't picking up nobody. I wasn't throwing shade at nobody. Just a slang that I use back at home or with my homeboys or whatever. So, do you think it was inappropriate to tweet at all during practice? I mean, Pat Shermer basically said it was. You shouldn't be tweeting during practice. What? Uh, it wasn't at practice. Uh, you know, if, we, if y'all don't notice, we don't have no service in the training room. So, it probably went through when I sat my phone on the charger right now. So. It wasn't during it, so it came through after. But yeah, it's the same basic demeanor throughout the entire interview. He just takes no responsibility for his actions. And was actually quoted after uh, afterwards saying, Good, I'm glad they released me. I'll be on a contender within the week. And he no, hasn't signed. No, he is not signed. He's still not signed. No, the Jackrabbit. Good thing I didn't get his jersey. <laughs> One would think you actually did get his jersey. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, a bit of a, not a, you know, a sadder point and pass it around, but, uh, yeah, you well, know, I think it's, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, news. it's a little sad, but, um, iconic coach from, uh, you know, portrayed to remember the Titans, Herman Boone passed away at age 40, 84, sorry. Um, the first black coach, um, or the first actually football coach after Alexandria, Virginia's high schools abolished seg- segregation. Mm-hmm. So they came together. Um, two all-white high schools joined with an all-black high school. They obviously had to put a football team together. And uh, Herman Boone was the first head coach. Um, Ted Yotes was the assistant coach who was the head coach at the school prior to Herman Boone coming. Herman Boone obviously being African-American. And uh, he really... He brought that whole community together, and that was a rough time in the states. Yeah, big time, big time. A um, lot of a lot of adversity that he dealt with personally. Oh, absolutely. You know, the players dealt with all that stuff. Obviously, it was it was from we we know it from the movie. Yeah, but and, yeah, can you imagine dealing with that? Uh, in addition to the pressures of coaching, and then I'm sure he had to teach and all that stuff on top of it like oh it'd be tough it'd it's be insane. tough yeah and uh former player was quoted he said he was there to teach to lead to guide and prepare young men to go into the world and do great things um and we just got a little uh little remember the titans quote for yeah. the boys here oh uh-oh you 
put that uniform on. That Titan uniform, you better come to work. We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. <laughs> and then you will run a mile. Perfection. <laughs> Let's go to Maybe. And that was his mantra, man. Guys going away. And he brought that, you know, that whole kind of segregation thing to light and brought us together. I, you got to give it to him. Yeah, big time. Respect, for sure. Um, elsewhere in the league, the Cardinals released uh, linebacker Terrell Suggs. Um, and what's interesting about that is that he holds the, the Baltimore Ravens franchise records with 132.5 sacks and 33 forced fumbles. He came out before, uh, after he was released, before he was even claimed and said, if I'm claimed by anybody uh, that's not Baltimore, I just won't even report. I'm just going to retire, which is kind of an odd strategy before you even claim to do it True. or to put it out there because, like, what's stopping a uh, rival, let's say AFC North rival, let's say the Steelers or the Browns, from just making a claim and saying, okay, you're on our roster now. What's your play? You're going to play or are you going to go? Because if anything, you're hurting, you're hurting a divisional rival, right? So... Anyways, uh, it kind of played out this week. He got picked up by the Chiefs. So we'll see if he uh, elects to report. I have no idea. I don't know. There hasn't been much uh, information since Whoa. that came out. <laughs> Bourbon's getting poured, man. He's got to grab her. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of burb. Oh, man. Why not? Um, last week, we didn't really touch on the, the whole new Spygate 2019 yeah, not new. Same team. Same team. Different year. Yeah. Same, same team. Same team, same shit. Fuck. What's old is new again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, What's old never went away again. You, you know, know, like, I'm sure they've been doing it. I like I, the fact that they came out and actually admitted, though, that they were... Yeah, we, 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 we were <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, for sure. And, like, the whole interview with, uh, like, the leaked video that came out between the Bengals security and the videographer, who was apparently there to film... Um, uh, do your job Patriots documentary for the, for themselves and their fans. Uh, the whole interaction was very strange. Like the videographer seemed to know nothing about the rules, like nothing about the rules. He's like, you got eight minutes of footage filming our sidelines and our coaches signals. And the guy's like, Oh, I didn't know I could do that. I'm so sorry. I'll delete it right now. <laughs> and they're like, no, like this is, this is not, allowed in the rules you're not going to delete it we're going to show the league officials because there's league officials at every stadium so anyways the guy's like well i don't even have like my computer to put it on like i can just it's on this card i'll just leave it in front of you like he's trying to make excuses it was it was such a like shady shady amateur hour it was bullshit man i don't know and like if uh peckett sent to the group chat that article about the first time they got caught in 2007 and how how crazy in depth they went to have um, people lie. They had well, people lying, but apparently they had like massive rooms with binders and binders on each team, and everybody's downplaying it, saying, "Oh, they were playing the Bengals. What's the big deal?" But at the same time, look at the Bengals. They have a brand new coach. Does Belichick have any info? Do they have any info on that brand new coach and his schemes and his systems and his signs? No. 
So they're trying to build their library on that guy. And like, if you're a Pats fan and you say, no, it's not the case, prove me wrong. Yeah. Prove me wrong because it's, it's bullshit. And if this videographer was dumb enough to do it and didn't know, okay, fire his ass. Sure. I don't believe that. He was told yeah. to film that. Who's telling him to do that? Is it Kraft? Is it Belly? Is it his fucking dumb looking son with the mullet? Steve? Yeah. <laughs> Steve Belly? Like, who's putting these fucking orders in? So it's just, it's shady all through and through. And that article that Peckett sent, just to re- re- uh, reference it one more time, they said because of how in-depth they went in 2007 with their, with their, vid- with their videos, um, the NFL was found it went too light on them. So when the whole deflate gate came out, they mm. wanted to get their pound of flesh back. They wanted to get that that back. So that's why the Brady suspension came in. And But, like, you look at it, like, Belichick got fined 500K, and I think Kraft got 750 at the original Spygate. And you're going to be – are they dumb enough to do it again? No, or are they brash it. enough to do it again? Oh, yeah. Again. <clears throat> they did it, man. Fuck. It's exactly what happened. It's fucked. So is anything gonna happen? I don't know. It's gonna get downplayed like it always does. Exactly because it's New England. Kraft is buddies with Goodell, and you know we'll see what happens. Nothing. No. Anywho, uh, the last fact we have for passed around the NFL is nothing to do with football, but everything to do with what we love. the <laughs> The first episode of The Simpsons. Aired December 17th, 1989, marking the 30th season of uh, this amazing show that's provided so many laughs, so many clips. So many clips. So many clips. So many clips to come. (laughs) Yeah. So we want to give props to Matt Groening. (laughs) Yeah. The entire staff. Dan Castellaneta. Hank Azaria. <laughs> Hank Azaria. <laughs> oh, man. I watched a yeah. Friends the other day, and he was in it. Hank Azaria. Oh, yeah. 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 TV's yeah. boyfriend. He goes out yeah. TV's yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I looked at Megs, and I was like, hey, that's Hank Azaria. And she's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. You're like, like, you know, a poo Nas and Peter Hedelon. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he voices guys of the Sims. She's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. The old sea captain. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Well, uh, we got a nice uh, special. Uh, we didn't. Did we talk about the rock pile rascal coming on? No, we Early didn't. Start of the show. Yeah. So just to recap the the Gregor Bowl uh, that went down, we actually have an interview lined up uh, with uh, John, the careless whimper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he phoned in earlier tonight, so we're we're definitely more coherent in <laughs> this. So yeah, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. He was he was great uh, coming on. It was good. Well, humble, uh, uh, humble-ish. Uh, no, he was attacking guys. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> so if your name's put up there, you know what's up. So listen up. up. Yeah, enjoy it. Listener Lounge making his second appearance on the podcast, connecting with us on the light up hotline with his stone phone in the rock pile. 
We have the Romanian Rascal, a.k.a. the Careless Whimper, a.k.a. Rockpile Johnny, a.k.a. Not Last Place. <laughs> Welcome to the show, John. <laughs> hey, how's it going? How are you guys doing? I'm great. <laughs> I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. It's I'm not great. <laughs> I'm not great. Are you supersized me great, Gordon? Pardon me? Are you supersized great? Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm filet fish great. I'm, I'm broken ice cream machine great. Okay? Not very great. <laughs> Cold apple pie great. Oh, man. <laughs> oh well, hey, good to have you on the show, Johnny. Uh, nice to come down to the lighted up listener lounge with the boys. Special guest Banya, Mister Three Hundred Five. It's great to have you on. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Good to be good to be with you guys. Cool. Well, let's just jump right into We're it. We're getting into it. Yeah, we have to. So uh, <laughs> we cannot ignore this. Question number one comes at you, John, and we're wondering. You stared the Gregor right in the eyes this past week as you took on the BFB's own very own Huncho. Formerly Huncho, I'd like to propose that we now call him the Gregordo. Um, with the cards like stacked, yeah, with the cards stacked against you, you managed to take the win while avoiding last place, an additional forty to drink, and most importantly, the punishment. Can you give us some insight into how you're feeling in the days leading up to Sunday, and how you spent Sunday as you waited the final result? Oh, I was so nervous, so so nervous <laughs> leading up to the game. I think this had me even more rattled than when I was going into the final against Kellen. Mm. But, you know, I think this is one of those situations where ignorance is kind of bliss. <laughs> like, I knew Gord had a good team, but only because Gord kept on saying, like, my team's pretty good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like otherwise, I, I only kind of recognized the name of, like, half of his guys. I was, like, thinking Sam Diggs? Darius, Dalvin, Dan Cook? Like, how, how good could they possibly be? Like, they're not that good. Well, let, let's be honest. You do that with every team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and then I strongly believed in the curse. I was like, oh, it's not going to let me down now. But I was so nervous at the start of the game when, I, when like, um, Saquon got, like, 30 points. I was like, that's it. It's over. I'm going to be vegan. But... <laughs> Yeah. Lord, were you nervous? How are you feeling? I was, How are you feeling about having to eat everything off the menu? I was extremely nervous. I mean, how could you not be? I, I think think oh, anybody yeah. who gets in the situation, if they're not nervous, then they're, uh, they're lying, you know? It was the same, same yeah. way I felt when I was in the final last year against Maddie. I was fucking nervous. And if you aren't nervous, then you're dumb. So, <laughs> yeah. I would say... <laughs> yeah. I would say I was pretty fucking nervous. I have to say... Uh, for the first time in Gord's hockey career, he didn't stick around for a parking lot beer on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a Sunday afternoon game too, and yeah, Johnny Johnny and I were like, "You come for one?" He's like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> I was oh, rattled, man. I was rattled. My cage was rattled. The the twenty dollars that you owe me for our bet too. Are you going to pay me that in burgers or? <laughs> Oh, 
Johnny, I will buy you all the burgers you want if you come and sit at the McDonald's with me. <laughs> Give me a friend. And then John, I could like document the whole thing because I don't have to get to have a cell phone. John could document it for me. Yeah, right? that's right. Taking pictures with the employees. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking time off. Man, okay, before we got, we need to fall in that same vein. We need to follow this up. This is, I think, the dankest stat of all. That of your four wins this season, John, three came against Gord. Yeah, I can believe that, yeah. Yeah, man, you got you got permanent residence in my fucking helmet, man. You do. You, oh, fuck you live it, yeah. in my head, John. Subletting a room. Yeah, man, like, I might have to call the landlord fucking agency on you to fucking get you evicted because you're in there and I can't, I can't get you out of my head, buddy. Can't get you out. And I lose every time I play you. Yeah, that's true. But... Well, Next time you have like a Gord Grinder prediction and I'm playing you that week, you should just look at my roster. <laughs> wow. The ball's on this guy. <laughs> Coming on my show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, it was a tough, it was a good win, John. You know, I mean, uh, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose, and, and that's that's life, man. I can't piss and moan about it, so. Onward oh, wow. and upward. <laughs> Onward and upward, buddy. But. Uh, you know, John, there's widespread rumors and murmurs throughout the league that uh, had you lost the Gregor, the punishment imposed on you would have been going vegan for an entire week. Needless to say, this would have been a major traumatic life event. PTSD, man. So we need to ask, what what was your celebratory meal Sunday night when you knew you were winning and you knew you could put coffee for cream and like butter and shit in your coffee bag? Yeah. Okay? With cream. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I think Kellen had suggested a year. So I was going into the week thinking, like, best case scenario, I end up being vegan for, like, a month. So, you know, I was kind of trying to psych myself out. Like, it'll be good for you. It's not that bad. It's not veggies. You're not the health. You're the healthiest one out of all these guys because you always buy fruits on the guys' trip. (laughs) (laughs) I was was having lunch at this awesome deli in Crestwood. It's kind of like... They make sandwiches, and it also they sell everything that's in the deli aisle, like like fresh steaks and pork chops and lamb chops and all this like farm to deli stuff, like uh, stuff. And I was looking in the the like frozen prepared meal section on it, and I was just looking at it, thinking like what I could eat when I became vegan. And I was like, nope, 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 <laughs> guys, nope, nope. <laughs> Oh, it was funny when you were like, well, at least I could dip my carrots in ranch. And somebody's like, no, no, you can't. You're like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that was that was really stressing me out. I mean, you but know, I did have a plate of sausages to celebrate. So that was oh, okay. that's good. Oh, man. Our, our guest, Mr. 305, is a vegetarian. Yeah. He, he could give you a pointer. I, I could have I could have done up a menu for you, John. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> I mean, well, I did have a, one of the builder guys I work for. He's vegan, so I already had a backup plan on some vegan stuff. I guess <laughs> he's gonna give me some Indian stuff and some smoked substitutes and some <laughs> cheese substitutes and oh, not a good guess. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm personally relieved that the league doesn't have to monitor 
<laughs> the fact that you actually did stay vegan for a week because there's no way you wouldn't like sneak a chicken wing or a drumstick in there. You know, it would find its way into your whatever yeah, it salad. Would. It would. But the thing is, what? I accidentally got a caramel macchiato or something. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally order it, man. The whole the whole thing though, John. Like when I, when uh when I think about the punishment that you avoided, it it brings me, it made me think of this Simpsons clip, and it's just so perfect for you. Just let it load here. <laughs> Technology. It's like a Wi-Fi in here. <laughs> What's going on with this fucking thing? Is it Homer saying something? <laughs> Let me tell you. I don't know. I'm having some technical difficulties over we here. We are having some technical difficulties <laughs> Teddy. here. Teddy, uh, Teddy. Teddy's struggling. Sorry about that. Sorry, John. But honestly, it's worth the wait once we get it fired up. Yeah, I am experiencing interruptions. I don't know. I'll have to toss it in afterwards. It's too good not to play. I don't know what's going on. I'll, Malfunctions I'll, I'll talk to Teddy. I'll talk to Teddy. In the meantime, uh, maybe you can a- answer this question for us. It's now your fifth season playing fantasy football, and we can safely say, as your opponents and your division mates, that it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride for you. Can you tell us the top three things that you've learned over your time playing this cruel and mysterious bitch of a game? Well, just as in life, I thought the older and wiser I got, the more questions I'd have answered. But there are no answers, just more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure I'm more confident now than I was in my first season, to be honest. I've learned that drafting a tight end is very bad. I've learned that player history means very little year to year. Yeah. And to pay a little bit more attention to player names and positions before commenting about them in the chat. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's probably your biggest thing. If you can yeah. figure out which guys are kickers, which guys are receiver tight ends, then, uh, yeah, you know you're on the right track yeah. there, Johnny Boy. <laughs> yeah, maybe do a little fact-checking before posting in the chat. Even then, I probably won't even notice them the second time around, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, man, you're good. You're yeah, good. trust us. We run a podcast. No one fact-checks us. <laughs> except for that God. snitch, Kellen. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking motherfucker. Oh, okay. I certainly would have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you finally well, pull up the clip? Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got the clip, John. Have a listen to this okay. one. Dad, can't you have some other kind of party? One where you don't serve meat? But all normal people love meat. If I went to a barbecue and there was no meat, I would say, Yo, Goober, where's the meat? I'm trying to impress people here, Lisa. You don't win friends with salad. 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 I need to take sides. I just got caught up in the rhythm. Oh, man. I should get that as a sticker on the back of my truck. You do not win friends with salad. Oh, shit. Yeah. <coughs> oh, man. Well, you know what, John? Given uh, given the fantasy season, or how this fantasy season went for you, um, questionable draft picks, slow start, slow middle, uh, lukewarm, maybe Marty lukewarm <laughs> ending, do you have a plan or kind of... 
you know, like a like a two year plan, <laughs> maybe. Hey, yeah. Um, you know, are any ideas for next season to avoid the abysmal, abysmal results that you had this year? Hey, one abysmal is enough. You don't need two in there. <laughs> you, you won three you games in the regular season. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Yeah, two. You can say two abysmals for Andrew. Um, Ooh. Well, no, wow. No, I don't even mean to have dick. They just fall out of me. Hey, the spotlight's on you right now, buddy. Quit trying to pass it along, okay? Well, even if uh, even if I did have a plan after a year of watching Seinfeld, Simpsons, and Paw Patrol all summer, I definitely won't remember it. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You named three shows, two of which are not children's shows. So you're choosing to watch Seinfeld and Friends instead of looking up fantasy shit. You can't blame that one on your kids. Seinfeld and Simpsons. Well, we got Disney Plus, so I gotta watch Simpsons now, especially with all these clips. It's true. It's true. I watch it all the time, man. Almost (laughs) nightly. And Gargoyles. I've watched a couple of those. I don't know. I think I'm more of a Peppa Pig guy, man. Like, I like the British accents, you know? Oh, fuck. Jeez, oh, enough of rubbish. Okay, so, like, John, are you? do you think that maybe, like, looking at players before the season starts or, like, figuring out how the scoring works would be beneficial <laughs> next year? Like, I don't know. Like, I'll buy a magazine a week sooner or something. <laughs> Or draft more running back sooner. I don't know. I really have no idea. I'll try harder. Like, I don't know what... Well, Johnny, I, I think you just keep plan. doing you, buddy. You just keep doing you. <laughs> yeah, until you're until we're not in your division, and then step up your game. <laughs> Megan's, Megan's sister's boyfriend, he's a fantasy guy. I'll just ask him to be my fantasy coach or something for the year. I don't know. Well, I think, like, I think right now your mentality is, like, oh, I'll just get more running backs. But it's not really, like, the volume of running backs you get. It's the quality you get. And, like, a little bit of research might help. Like, instead of drafting, like, five really crappy running backs, maybe you could get three pretty good ones. (laughs) How does that sound? I wanted some good ones, and I had some good ones on the list, but everybody kept taking them before me. (laughs) Oh, man. That's his life, John. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's look. Let's just do a quick deep dive into your draft, John. So you took in the first round. Um, you went with Nick Chubb, solid pick, yeah, really great nice pick. pick. Uh, yeah. And then Damian Williams in the second, which was good at the beginning, but then reach. everybody came back. Antonio Brown yeah. in the third. I know another guy who drafted Antonio <laughs> Brown in the third round. You're talking to him. <laughs> Robert that Woods. one was a, you know, crapshoot. I didn't know he was going to fart in people's faces and stuff. Yeah. And get yeah. banned and do all the other things that he did. That's true. That's true. And then with my other third round pick, you took Robert Woods, which was a bit of a bust. He turned on late for you, which is not bad. Fourth round pick, James White. Just in time for the Gregor. Would have, yeah. <laughs> James White at four, I would have taken a different guy. Yeah. And Joku at six. Bit early. Bit early. Russell Wilson at seven. Great also pick. Also injured, though. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, Russell at seven was great, though. Yeah. Peyton Barber at yeah. eight. Nah. Not good. Corey Davis at nine. Well, he just didn't turn out. Marquez Valdez-Scantling at ten. I like that. But he didn't really turn out the way we needed him. Needed a second tight end at 11, so you took Greg Olson. 
Love that position. And then uh, you took Steven Gronk Ghostkowski in the 13th round, uh, right after you took the Chargers, and then Dion Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, on paper, not great, buddy. Yeah. And actually, in fantasy, not great either. But you beat me, so... Yeah, there you go. Hear you, hear you. Okay, well, we've put a little bit of heat on, uh, and I think a bit of it is, de- well, most of it's deserved, but let's let's flip it around. You can you can turn it on us right now. Uh, so, Rockpile Rascal, you've been a dedicated listener of the Bulletin since the beginning, a day one, if you will. What segments do you enjoy the most, if any, and which ones would you like us to modify or cut completely? Please don't say all of them. <laughs> Well, you know, there's so many great segments that I enjoy. Like, where to start? I like the <laughs> dank stats, obviously. Very informative. I hardly ever fast forward through that one. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Maybe that's I how you can turn the... your fantasy team around, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy the prediction ones week to week. Gord nailing the grinder week in and week out is always great. Um, to be honest, I really like United by Unis. It's grown on me a lot. At first, I didn't think it would last that long because how much can you possibly talk about uniforms? But it's been surprisingly resilient and <laughs> on the pod. Oh, we are all, buddy. We are all united. We are all. I didn't think I'd be interested in the pockets of the uniform that you Velcro on, but I was like, huh. I never knew that. <laughs> the Papella uh, pocket is what yeah. you're referring to. What? The Papella pocket. <laughs> yes, yes. We all know what it's called. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then the drunk half speed should be thrown in at random throughout, I think. <laughs> just to keep us guessing. That was a hit. Oh man, people love that. It was oh, so yeah. funny. Oh god. <laughs> Caucasian. Yeah, I, in the chat, like I drove by an accident as you guys were talking half speed. Like the biggest smile as on my face as I was looking at those those cars that were all people standing. <laughs> Standing on the side of the road, like trying to explain their accidents. Oh, I was just laughing so hard. Yeah, it was funny, man. It was so funny. Uh, also, uh, as far as modifications, I like the idea that Feldy threw out the other day, just like rotating through the bits to keep things fresh. Yeah. And uh, I also had some new bit ideas, like uh, <laughs> some of the the guys. Not to be, not to be too imposing or anything on your guys' pod because it's your choice for sure. Yeah. Whatever you want. Definitely. But uh, I was thinking like Kellen's fun feline facts. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nigel's mustachio manicuring tips. <laughs> or uh, I was thinking Wits waiver wire pickup of the week. Because I think I secretly think that Scott's team was managed by Wit all year. That's <laughs> Man, you came on here and spit venom at some guys. <laughs> I, we can't be responsible for the consequences of your words. <laughs> I just have to try extra hard not to finish last because after this pot, I think I'm going to get some punishment from like half the league. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You've always carried that attitude of like, 
me against everybody else. I don't care. The fact that you threw out a bet to the entire league before you played in the loser bowl and then walked out of it with money in your pocket because you won <laughs> your own bet is fucking crazy. And it's it's kind of like I don't mind that demeanor, right? Yeah, I don't uh, don't mind either. Yeah, so I don't know. I think I think next year we'll see what entails. Um, our division needs to pick it up. If I'm being frank, three out of the four of us went to the bottom four of the league. Uh, yeah, yeah. We it'd be nice to bring up some. Uh, some pride back into the accent. I know. It would be nice. It would be nice. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. Um, well, any other than that, that's pretty much all we had. How's the family doing? They're you, good. Ayla's passed out in the Mamaru and Lily's watching Tangled, so Perfect. Good. Yeah, I They're think since uh, since the last time you were on, uh, for viewers that might not know, you had another child. Yeah, two little girls now, Ayla and Liliana. Ayla's three months now, and Lily's like two years and a couple of months or so. Yeah. You should see still awake watching TV right now. Lily? Is that what you just yeah. said, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, she's watching Tangled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually they go to bed when I go to bed and then wake up a little bit later in the day. Oh, well, all right, whatever. Fuck, and are yeah. you getting enough sleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are the breathe rate strips helping though? Oh, I don't need them. I've been so tired lately. I forgot to put them on. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, so I'm Megan's not sleeping. Then. <laughs> yeah, oh. she's sleeping on the couch and she gets to watch Ayla. Oh, we're we're almost out of the part where they don't sleep at night, so so that's good. Yeah. Home that's stretch, nice. buddy. Yeah. Well, baby, okay. good for having you on, Johnny Boy. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was tough, you know, good win in the Gregor, and uh, I guess we'll have to talk to each other next week when the punishment's decided. Yeah, right? when the punishment's decided. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe before you hit the, hit the hay, go and grab a little snack for yourself. Gregordo. 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 Oh, sorry. Sorry. Gregordo. I forgot. Okay. Good talking to you, Johnny. We'll talk to you you soon. Take care. Yeah, talk to you soon, buddy. listener lounge yeah hopefully you enjoyed that one yeah oh i as you would have to (laughs) um we back ep32 banya marty after the short commercial break (laughs) and we hit the bounce back boy baby yeah let's do it and this 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 episode for me the last the latter half is kind of a all n40l final episode sorry banya 
<laughs> but the Come N40, the N40 really matters to me right now because whoever wins that determines my that, punishment. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. So this week, the bounce back boy is Johnny's boy, Devonta Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Last week for San Fran, you know, in a game um, that Atlanta put up big numbers, but obviously it was mostly Julio Jones, uh, 12 rush attempts, 39 rush yards, three targets, two receptions for 18 yards, only good for a mere five and a half points. Yeah. Um, but this week he faces Jacksonville's, you know, sieve run defense. Um, I think he's going to put up numbers and I think he needs to put up numbers. Because I need Johnny to win. Because yeah. he's my boy. <laughs> um, I think he's going 86 yards on the ground, one tutty, three receptions, and another 30 receiving yards. That would be huge. That would be good. They need Ferda. You put that much. You put that much. Uh, that many points out there, and he's that irrelevant. He's got to come back. And he's got nobody. He's got. He's got Brian Hill. Yeah, exactly. Contesting him. So come on. Come yeah, on, I, we need it. We need it, Devonta. Yeah. Johnny needs him. Johnny needs Johnny him. Needs Johnny him. needs him. I need him. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, well, uh, we're jumping into United by Unis. And uh, this is a proud moment. I feel like a proud papa. I'm handing over the keys. I'm actually, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good. <laughs> the keys to this Corvette to, uh, to see Rob, and he's going to start us off. So this episode of United by Unis... Um, we looked at some kickers tonight, and there's a few things, few things with kickers that I, I, most people probably don't actually like get or aren't looking at. Yeah, uh, they're, they're cleats. <laughs> oh baby! Oh man! So some yeah, some kickers they they wear two different cleats. Um, the traditional cleat is usually worn on the non-kicking foot, and this right. goes back to the guys that are wearing. This is like way back. Back in the day, guys used to kick with no shoe on. Yeah, and yeah. the whole the whole idea behind Wild. it the whole idea behind it was there was more feel and they were hitting the sweet spot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I actually believe that or yeah. Oh but, man, yeah. I don't know if the feel thing worked, but crazy like seeing guys kick barefoot in the snow. Fucked. Well, like how <laughs> back it, in the day, but it was like nineteen seventy. It was definitely a thing. Yeah that, yeah, that was before league rules came in where you were had. You yeah, had they mandated. Okay. It. Yeah. Uh, so now guys, guys will actually wear two different cleats. So on their non-kicking foot, they'll wear a traditional cleat, football cleat. Uh, the football cleat has better traction. It should basically just a deeper, deeper deeper track. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. On their kicking foot, they'll wear a soccer cleat. Oh, this cleat actually has a better feel and you'll be able to feel that sweet spot as they say. Hmm. So it's going back to the traditional non-kicking, or, or uh, sorry, with uh, with no cleat on. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are they wearing yeah, like yeah. a Diodora? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it might be a Puma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't really know for sure. Oh, I got a double umbro. Yeah, I double out my umbro. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it around the bottom of your foot. Oh shit, man, loved it. Oh, okay. But that's not all the news there are in uniforms oh, this week. <laughs> okay. Can't okay. give it all to see, Rob. Got to get my little taste. And this one's uh, for a guy we're going to see right away. He's coming up for the holidays. Uh, our fearless commissioner, the kitten boy himself, Good Cal. <coughs> and 
I gotta give him props. His sometimes favorite team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, will be wearing teal pants. <laughs> this is the second time in their franchise history that they're gonna wear white jerseys with teal pants this weekend when they go to Atlanta. It's gonna look sharp, guys. Watch for it. I think All it's right. gonna look good. A little pop. A little pop on the field. Speaking of other nice matchups, we have to look at Soldier Field this week where the Bears, wearing their navy blue tops, will take on the Kansas City Chiefs with their white tops, red bottoms. you got to love it. Two classic teams, two classic uniforms going head-to-head. And then we cannot, we would be remiss if we did not talk about the Denver Broncos. I've gone on record on this pod before knocking their uh, current uniforms. I stand by those words. But I also... (laughs) Said that I really enjoyed their color rush, <coughs> which they will be wearing this weekend. The full orange unis will be going against at home at, against the Detroit Lions. Pay close attention to the helmets, please. <laughs> Look at the striping going down the middle. Beautiful. Modern update to a classic logo. Unreal. <laughs> Depending on what the Lions wear, this could prove to be the sexiest looking matchup of the week. Mark my words. And as it comes to a close, uh, I'd like to touch on My Cause, My Cleats a little bit more. Um, And I think when we think of My Cause, My Cleats, we think of players. But uh, it's not just uh, cornered to that market. Coaches are actually taking part in it. And uh, I've got a little video to play here um, with Frank and his wife, Linda Reich. Frank Reich is the head coach of the um, Indianapolis Colts, who uh, last week wore... uh, uh, shoes on the sidelines uh, in support of sexually abused and exploited children, um, which hits pretty close to home for his wife. Not today is really for the protecting of sexually abused and exploited children. It really evolved from last year when we first came to Indianapolis. We realized, talking to many community leaders and many other people in the community who are trying to do the same thing for children, that there was fragmentation a little bit and not enough support, not enough help. So that's how Not Today really got started. Well, you know, I think it's long been something that Linda has been passionate about. And then, you know, us having three daughters and you just hear of all the atrocities that happen and then you, you can't even allow your mind to go, what if that ever happened to one of our children? very personal for me. I've had friends all through, uh, golly, elementary school, middle school, up and through high school and college, personally inflicted in some way or shape or form with being sexually abused or exploited on some level. As we decided to launch this foundation of Not Today, it was the natural fit. Like, hey, let's use this platform this particular weekend. The timing was just right. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, here you see, right, the the name of the foundation is not today, but implying kind of dual meaning that as far as sexual exploitation of children, not today, you know, not today or not any day. And then the not is kind of a symbol of strength. Got to together, not this thing up. And we got to find ways to eliminate this. And then the today just emphasizes the urgency. You know, that this is a daily decision that needs to be made. This is something that we have to think about every day if we really want to make an impact. Yeah, just, uh, again, the beauty... So it's obviously a a topic that strikes home for the Reichs uh, and a worthy cause for sure. Absolutely. Um, Moving along, um, there there were two other uh, stories that jumped out to me this, this week. And one of them involves um, Solomon Thomas, uh, defensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers, 
um, who wore, who dedicated his cleats uh, to the American Association for Suicide Prevention. Uh, and uh, he had his older sister, unfortunately, succumb to suicide. I wish more people knew there's a chemical imbalance in the brain, how it's not just someone being weak, not being tough or being a man. We need more sympathy and empathy for these people. These cleats do more than support me in the field. They provide resources and aid for those affected by suicide. I'm Solomon Thomas, and I'm playing for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, and I believe he wore those cleats last week, and they are currently up for auction, as are many of the cleats that we've uh, highlighted. Um, and then this last one comes uh, is also a kind of a cross segment uh, with Marty's feel good, and it's um, the my cause my cleats for Marcus Cannon, offensive lineman for the uh, New England Patriots. His his cleats were for uh, leukemia and lymphoma research. Uh, as um, when he was drafted in 2011, he uh, found out a year after getting drafted that he actually had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma um, and had to deal with that, sat out majority of his rookie My season. My story is, that's a long story. Hi, Mark Scannon. Um, when I was a rookie, I was uh, diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, which is a type of blood cancer, and uh, I was out... Uh, until week eight of my rookie season, finally got a chance to play coincidentally against the Kansas City Chiefs. Getting news like that, you don't know what to think. So many times people hear cancer and they think death. And I didn't know what kind of cancer I had. All I know is somebody told me I had something that can kill me. And for a split second there, I almost doubted. But then my family, they all came. We start praying. And we're like, we're going to get through this. We're going to fight through this together and we're going to get through it. Just thinking back on to this day, I'm very grateful and thankful and blessed to have survived and to have persevered on a disease that takes many people's lives. This is my first year with my claws and my cleats, and I chose the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I just felt like it's time to shed a little light on the disease, and I wanted, you know, to be able to wear the cleats, to raise awareness, and then, in the end, auction off the cleats for a good cause. These cleats are special to me in hopes that they will inspire other people who are going through the same thing I went through. If I was talking to a young Marcus, I would tell him, keep looking forward, keep having faith, stay on that track, and keep working hard. Everything will turn out right. It'll turn out like it's supposed to be. Powerful stuff for sure. BFP getting deep for sure. I think I th- I think like if I have to say one thing I regretted from last week was apologizing for uh, kind of bringing the you know the sadder stuff the heavier stuff on. I I think it's good that we do that stuff. Yeah, you and, know we mix it up. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I think I think particularly this month in the NFL is amazing. The fact that they can. Then auction off these cleats. I saw a video of Kyle Rudolph giving his cleats to to a young fan who had been battling cancer. Like, it's powerful stuff, and it, yeah. it 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 connects you with the players on a level that I don't think we're used to. We usually just see them as a as a number with a helmet on, and oh, you didn't score me enough fantasy points. Fuck you, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And I think it just it humanizes them for sure, and it shows you that you know 
they care about things that are important, uh, like we do, and and they've got a platform to to carry out to execute. Yeah, exactly. So I like uh, I like the Banya United by Unity's appearance there. Oh yeah, it was nice. I have to say he's he's backed United from day one. There's never been definitely the best segment of the show is United by Unity. Yeah, I love United by Unity. Always loved it and always yeah helped me out. Uh, yeah, for sure, and loved it so. Yeah, I was happy, happy to big papella guy, <laughs> big papella yeah, guy, big, big papella guy. Play till the gunshots. We have, we will. One of the best songs in the show. Oh, it is by far, by far. Um, this is a special milk carton minute because I think it's almost the last, right? Yeah, we're... there's a few segments this episode that are going to be the last segments, right? And um, yeah, absolutely, you know, it's it gets a little sad, but this this week's milk carton minute. It's it's you, Maddie. No, it's, it's the Banya. It's it's yes. me. It's everybody. Okay, okay. This milk card minute goes out to every single fantasy player that somebody needed that week. <laughs> whether it was Saquon Barkley for C Rob, you yeah. know. Or whether it was whether it was Alvin Kamara for yourself. Yeah. Whether it was Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey or Michael Thomas or DJ Moore or whoever. Yeah. For Robert Woods. Don't forget him. <laughs> this milk carton minute goes out to everybody that struggled this year and everybody that was locked in Andy Dalton's basement. Oh, <laughs> and that rifle, that son of a bitch. I know. He was, he was a napper, man. He's kidnapping. <laughs> and and this, this milk carton minute... It goes out to everybody. It's dedicated to all the people out Dedicated there. to anybody who needed a guy one week and he just did not come through for them. How many guys all season do we wish were here for us? God damn. It's true. It is true. true. And it hits everybody, you know? Win or lose, right? There's guys that were missing out there for you this year. And because it's probably going to be the last MIA milk carton minute of the year, I figured I would include everybody. I love it. I love it. Right? I love it. Yeah. Beauty playboard. Well done. Um, I know like this episode might be br- running a little bit longer because we have a, a in-studio guest plus a phone-in guest, but I figured why not introduce a new segment? Hour <laughs> <laughs> uh, 23, I don't Christmas think it's special, I don't, boys. Yeah, exactly, yeah, Christmas, Christmas special. special. Tied you over those holidays, you know? 
Exactly, but we will probably still have an episode next week. Why not? Why not? Um, This new segment is called Puff Puff Prospects. Um, And I kind of wanted it to highlight the future of the NFL, really. The guys coming up from the draft that you might want to have on your fantasy radar going into the new season. Um, So this week, I've chose to focus on the running backs. Um, But before I can jump into the rankings and the guys you need to worry about, uh, I need to talk about Chuba Hubbard. Uh, the Canadian that we've that we've mentioned previously Banya's on this show, Banya's boy, he put us on to him early on. Uh, but I have to talk about him because I feel he got snubbed. Oh, he got yeah, snubbed he got for snubbed. sure. He got snubbed. So this year, the Heisman Trophy uh, finalists came out, and they included Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, all quarterbacks, LSU, Ohio State, and uh, Oklahoma, respectively. And at defensive end, Chase Young. You're only allowed four. Chuba was not put on that list. He was probably fifth. He had to be fifth. Hard to say. Listen to this, Gord. Chuba Hubbard led the NCAA this season, uh, regular season, in rushing yards, rushing yards per game, rushing touchdowns, rushing yards after contact, all-purpose yards, all-purpose yards per game, 100-yard games, 200-yard games but was not picked as a finalist and was not voted the sport's top running back. And to put it into perspective, this guy was leading at, at, at one point in the season. The the gap between first and second yes. was the gap between second and like 10th in the league. This guy yeah. was leading the league. He was, it, yeah, it was insane. By, yeah. Exactly. Now, the, the people out there might say, okay, well, okay, so we have to say that... Um, Jonathan Taylor, uh, running back for Wisconsin, ended up winning the top running back of the in college football. It's called the um, what is it called? The Doak Walker Award. So he won that one. So people might say they might have the argument and say, okay, well Taylor ran against more seven man fronts than anyone in college football this year, um, and yeah, they weren't stacked against Hubbard. But if anybody's going to complain about being left out in that, if you're arguing that perspective, it should be uh, Ohio State running back J.K. Dobbins. Al- if you put this into per- perspective, the Alabama running back Derrick Henry, when he won his Heisman in 2015, had 1,986 uh, 1, rush yards on 339 carries, 21 touchdowns with a 5.8 uh, yards per carry average. Chubba Hubbard has 1,936 rush yards on 309 carries, literally 30 less, same amount of touchdowns, 21, and 6.3 yards per carry. Uh, He had four games over 200 yards and one 296 rush yard game. Jesus Christ. Absolutely insane. Insane. Chubba Hubbard was named the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Can Heisman voters please explain to the BFB... How he isn't even a finalist yeah. for the Heisman, but a different offensive player from his conference, Jalen Hurts, got named as a finalist. How do you say that? How, how can you easy. back that? Yeah, it's easy. It's clean. That's exactly How it. can Hurts be the best player in college football if he's not even the best pl- offensive player in his conference? Really? Listen to this. He didn't win the Doak Walker Award like we talked about. Wisconsin, Wisconsin's Jonathan Taylor won it back-to-back seasons. Hubbard led the nation in rushing, 1,936 yards per game, 161.3, and all-purpose yards at 180. 
Okay, you compare their two seasons. Through 12 games, Hubbard, like we said, 1936, 21 touchdowns, 6.3 yards per rush. Jonathan Taylor, through 12 games, had 1,761, 20 touchdowns, 6.3 yards per rush. And actually, Jonathan Taylor had an extra game to play and still finished with less yards uh, and the number of touchdowns than Chuba did in only 12 games. So it has to, uh, you got to say, it's got to be the Canadian. It, it has to be. It's nationality, it's for sure. It's crazy. Crazy. Earlier this year, Banya texted in and he said, where do you guys see Chuba going? Well, you, you got to pick him in the top two. I th- In top two rounds, I, I think. Uh, if I were to look, jumping into the running backs coming up this year, number one, you have to look at a guy out of Georgia. His name's DeAndre Swift. He's five foot nine, two hundred fifteen pounds. Guys have said that he has the vision and the speed of Nick Chubb, uh, and the ability and versatility of Sony Michelle. Uh, both also uh, Georgia Georgia running backs. They say that he's a future uh, three down starter, potential impact player. He's projected to go in the first round. In uh, second, I would put Chubba Hubbard for sure. He's uh, obviously taking college football by storm this year. Uh, we know his numbers. Uh, uh, scouts might say he lacks elite power, a bit of a straight line runner, but I think he's got good good vision and feel. Um, he could be a game changer in the NFL. I think he could be a starter. I think uh, right now he's projected to go in the second round. In third is Jonathan Taylor, who we also discussed. Um, he has he has uh, good numbers for sure. Um, but what really helps him is that he improved his ability as a receiver. Um, so a, a team looking for that dual threat would look to Taylor. He's also projected second round. In fourth is J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. Uh, pretty impressive guy. Uh, they kind of mentioned him. The way he took the role, Mike Weber was supposed to be the start in 2017. And he got hurt. Dobbins took it over as a sub and never gave it up after that. He's been the starter ever since. Uh, he's got a little Zeke in him. He's a hard runner, bust tackles all the time. Uh, been a huge, huge safety blanket for Justin Fields, who's new there at quarterback. And then at fifth, uh, oh, sorry, uh, I'd say J.K. Dobbins, second, third round around there. And then in fifth is Travis Etienne, a nice French-sounding name. <laughs> From Clemson, uh, who's fast, fast, fast guy. He's projected to go in the second or third round. The only thing with him is he's had some ball security issues, uh, so that might scare teams off. Um, he's a bit of a smaller runner, uh, so he might not be an every-down kind of back. But those are the five guys I would look to uh, in the next year. Much like this year, Josh Jacobs was a stud rookie. Uh, I would really, I would really consider looking at uh, depending on where they go, obviously, but De- uh, especially DeAndre Swift, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and Chubba Hubbard. We'll see where where they go, and that is that's if they declare for the draft. True. So they need they need to confirm their their status. Yeah. New seg. That's the puff puff prospect. <laughs> <laughs> and it was nice to have the banny on because I mean he did. Yeah, bring the exactly. Chaba. Oh yeah. Question like what six weeks ago? Sure, Park's own. I've been pushing the the Hubbard. For yeah, a while now, the Ben so. Facey. Been pushing him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Guy. Yeah, totally. All right, Gordo. Well, it's your time. Your time to shine. Is it the no frills? It is. <laughs> you know. What are you picking up? Some tortellini. 
You know what? Actually, I couple was, cucumbers. Yeah, I picked up a couple of vegetarian uh, spring rolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get man. You got to get your veggies in before you pound all that McDonald's. Play with fish, man. Full piece oh, of cheese, steam bun. Um, the no frills is a tough segment to come up with every week, but you know what? Sometimes I think we just try and think of it just so we can get a nice clip at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but, but you know what? This week, um, it's it's a guy on Philly. Uh, Carson Wentz has had nobody to throw to all year. Yeah, uh, Mr. Greg Ward versus Washington last week had not a bad day. Not a bad day for the kids. Greg uh, Ward. Greg Ward. <laughs> Craig Ward. Not Craig Ward. <laughs> <laughs> You. Oh, let me do that one again. Fuck it, it's good. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> Craig Ward? <laughs> Nine targets, seven receptions, 61 yards, and a tutty for the kid. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, uh, Philly's been... A carousel. It's been, <laughs> it's been, you know, like a merry-go-round. It's been an amusement park of yeah, receivers for sure. Yeah. There and um, you know what's tough? It's tough <laughs> when you're when you're stuck in the merry-go-round of life. You know. Observe. Hear that? It's the sound of children's laughter, silenced. That's because tomorrow, this old carousel, which has delighted young Americans for low these past six years, will be torn down to make way for the future. A store that sells designer mouse pads. Well, I guess there's no room in this modern world for old blackie here. But if you don't mind, this reporter is going for one last ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck <coughs> Teddy You're too good Too oh, fucking good man. God damn <laughs> oh, This reporter <laughs> One last ride Okay well let's do dank stats here there's a few to get through. Let's go through the Lamar section early. Okay, let's get it let's get it over and done with. Yeah. I had a little bones pick with Maddie. Yeah, take it on. Bring it on. No, let's do you this. know what? Take it. No, I didn't look it up because you had already taken it from me. <laughs> well, I had already put it in the into the uh, script. Not that you would know, you don't check your phone, I share it with you every week. <laughs> no, I'm not a big script guy. <laughs> Shit, okay, so you want me to take it or are you going to no, take it? No, I got it? it. You got it, okay, take this it. This is Gord's dank stat. And, you know... Gord's good number. Gord's... Gary good, Gord's good number. <laughs> Gord's, okay. great, Gord's, Gord's great good number. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. has better numbers than some entire teams. Yeah. Total touchdowns. He has more total touchdowns than the Arizona Cardinals, Oakland Raiders, Cleveland Browns, <laughs> Buffalo Bills, Detroit Lions, Indianapolis Colts, New York Giants. Of course. 
Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons, and the Los Angeles Rams. That's surprising with the Rams. He has more total yards than the New York Jets and the Washington Redskins. He has more rushing touchdowns than the Cincinnati Bengals, (laughs) Detroit Lions, Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Jets, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's more rushing yards than the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) He has more first downs than the entire Washington Redskins team. That is crazy. More first downs. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, man. He has more rushing first downs than the New York Jets, the Washington Redskins, and Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Miami Damn, fuck. Like, Lamar, you how, 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 how? It's crazy. Like, the numbers he puts up are nuts. Thanks, Gord. What a tap. What an assist. Gord's Teammates. D- Gord's dank stat. Of course. Yeah, okay, so there have been 649 individual 1,000-yard uh, rush seasons in the NFL, in NFL's history. Um, there have been 124 30 pass touchdown seasons in the NFL's history. Lamar Jackson is the first player in NFL history to have both of those in one year. Uh, we talked about it earlier, the Heisman. Joe Burrow ended up winning the Heisman in a pretty landslide vote. Uh, so he wins the, the College Football's Best Player Award at 23 years old. Lamar Jackson, if he were to win the MVP... He's only 22. He'd be younger than the Heisman winner. Crazy. Shit. Speaking of those Ravens, those Ratbirds, they're sending 12 players to the Pro Bowl. Jackson, Ingram, Andrews, Marshall Yanda, Marcus Peters, Pat Ricard, Ronnie Staley, Earl Thomas, Marlon Humphrey, Matt Judon, Morgan Cox, and Justin Tucker are all going to the Super uh, Probably the Super Bowl, but the Pro Bowl if they don't make the Super Bowl. Okay, got to talk about somebody who's underrated, and I'll give props to El Gregordo because he's been on this. He's been on this. You've been on this guy's bandwagon from day one. We John's a day one BFB guy. You're a day one DJ Moore guy. I am a day one DJ Moore guy. Yes, I am. You are hundred percent. You are, and you know what? More people should listen to this stat. DJ Moore is on pace to finish with the tenth most receiving yards of any second year wide receiver in the last twenty years. That's better than Calvin Johnson, better than Mike Evans, better than Mike Thomas's sophomore seasons, for example. I would have to say you you have to look at DJ Moore in the second or third round next year. If you take those numbers into account and you think he's going to sustain it, he's a second he or third to. round wide receiver. Has to be crazy because I like I said like we talked about earlier. Guys were looking at Curtis Samuel as the breakout guy this year, whereas DJ Moore was kind of an afterthought where he shouldn't have been. He's been so consistent. I was on DJ Moore right from the get-go. Right from the get-go. Day one guy. Um, Okay, eight seasons that Russell Wilson has been the quarterback, Pete Carroll has been the head coach, and John Schneider has been the GM of the Seattle Seahawks. That means eight winning seasons, seven playoff berths, and one of my favorite stats, they held a lead or been within one score 
in the fourth quarter in 134 of their 139 games in those eight years. Talk about a competitive franchise. Big time. Okay. Only one player has finished as a top 12 fantasy quarterback in each of the past three years. C-Rob, who's your guess? One player finished as a top 12 quarterback in the last three years. Oh. One quarterback. Who's your guy? Russell Wilson. No, no, it's got to can't be. I'm going to say Brady. Tom Brady? Russell Wilson? Nope. Carson Wentz. What? Wentz? Oh, Carson really? Wentz. Yes. Crazy. No, do, do not think of him when you read that stat. That's nuts. Okay. This one was sent in to me from um, Nigel. So it might not be true. But if it is, it's cool. The most players in NFL history have suited up for the Dolphins this year. And he said, seems like an apt comparison to El Huncho. <laughs> Rotating players. <laughs> he says, I also think they have the most waiver wire pickups of any team ever in the NFL. So, who knows if it's true, but it's a Nigel set. He's a doctor. He's smart. Take it, take it to the bank, right? It's true. Stefan Gilmore has allowed an NFL passer rating of tw- of 32.8 on throws when he's in coverage. Uh, in comparison, the NFL passer rating for a thrown away ball is 39.6. What? Lockdown. On Sunday, this upcoming weekend, Christian McCaffrey needs 24.7 points. Lamar Jackson needs 13.9 points, and Michael Thomas needs 24.2 points to set fantasy point records. Christian's would be the second greatest fantasy season by any player at any position ever. Lamar, if he gets those 13, would be the best fantasy season by any quarterback ever. And Mike Thomas would be the third best fantasy season by any wide receiver ever. Okay. If you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you have to be kind of happy but kind of pissed off with what Jameis Winston's doing. Because you have to be. He's oh. putting your mind in a pretzel. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do with the guy? So he set a franchise record with 30 pass touchdowns this season, this past week. He is the fifth player in NFL history with multiple career games of 450 pass yards and four pass touchdowns. He's also now the first player in NFL history to throw for 450 yards in consecutive games. What do you do with a guy like that? Do you sign him? Like, okay, we're locking up again. Sure. Sounds good. Uh, or do you let him walk? You're in such a hard place with that one. You have to, you have to take the good and the bad. <laughs> leads the league in pass touchdowns. Leads the league in interceptions. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. What do you do? Who knows? Mr. Jameis. Jameis. The Buffalo Bills, they are the only team that is yet to play a primetime game this season. In fact, their the game on Sunday night against the Steelers was the first game on Sunday night that the Bills have had since 2007. Crazy. The Mafia get no love. No love. And we got to talk about him. The legendary Larry the Legend Fitzgerald. He has the best hands of his generation. You can't, comp- you cannot, you cannot argue it. No matter if he did you wrong this fantasy season, he's caught ninety six point six percent of the passes 
thrown his way since 2006. That's that that stat right there is crazy. It's insane. Ninety six percent of the That's passes wild. thrown since two thousand six. Also, a crazy stat: the Browns um, will be the only team in the NFL not to have a winning se- winning season in the decade. In this decade. Oh, baby. that is also just absurd. Oh. It's absurd <laughs> when you say that. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Like, I can't are, put it together. All right, as a Brown, like people as a Browns fan, what? How do you take that? You get so used to it, man. It's almost an expectation. Like, and like this season hurts the most because it's the first season in a long time that I ap- actually had hopes, like legitimate hopes. You know, there were years where I was like, "Oh yeah, Brian Hoyer's gonna get us there. Muhammad no. Masakwai <laughs> is gonna catch all the all the passes. Greg Little's gonna turn it around." Yeah, you you think like that. But this no. is legit the first season where we had the talent and I and the hopes were founded. So this this year's been particularly tough. And I don't know who I'm pissed off at, Freddie, or if I'm pissed off at the 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 um, the, the OC and the DC they brought in. I don't know who I'm mad at. I don't know if I'm mad at that pouty bitch Odell Beckham. But I know if we if we if Cleveland gives him his way is is what's claimed back and forth. If we trade him, he's going to do what Randy Moss did to Oakland. Randy Moss got traded to Oakland. He had a shit year and pouted his way out of there, got traded to New England and was unreal. And that's going to happen with Odell. So you got to hold on to him. You got to hold on to him. He's not going anywhere. Do you guys feel that the Browns are in a way kind of like the Oilers? Absolutely. 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 Yeah, I agree. My whole life. I've I've talked about this. I am going to live my entire life never seeing my team (laughs) win anything in any sport. Any sport. I guess I wouldn't even consider myself an NBA guy. The Raptors won. Okay, sweet. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was good. But, like, will the Oilers ever win the cup in our lifetime? I don't think so. I've got Uh, no hope. Oh, I can't say that. It's tough, man. They have to. Well, they don't have to. The Browns? They've oh. given me nothing to work, nothing to uh, base Browns, Browns are stifling you, big time. So, yeah, it's definitely come across my mind that I've just hitched my wagon to, to just two <laughs> franchises that are just sputtering. Yeah, I've thought about it. Oh, well. God damn. And that, <laughs> that was Matt saying sats this week. But... You know. You know. We're not done talking stats until we hit the Marty's milestone. Woo, baby. Oh, baby. And we got to give it to the birthmark, the boy himself, Drew Brees. NFL record-breaking throws in the Dome have all been in the same end zone, the north end zone. Really? So when he threw his most passing yards in a single game, happened in the north end zone. Most consecutive games with a TD pass, that happened in the north end zone. Most career passing yards, north end zone. Most career TD passes, north end zone. It's crazy. And this guy lives for the spotlight. On Monday night, that's when he set his most passing yards uh, record. That's when he set his most passing touchdowns record. That's when he set his most passing yards in a single season record. Guy just rises to the occasion. Give it to him. Give it to him. He's thrown for 541 pass touchdowns. To 69 different receivers. Of that list, the most belongs to Marquez Colson, who caught 72 of those. And then there's a plethora 
of guys with one. Um, but interestingly enough, the birth dates of these Drew Brees touchdown recipients range from January 6, 1970, Keenan McCardell, to January 7, 1996, Traquan Smith. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> That's wild. Hmm. You know, Drew Brees, as crazy as. Yeah. If we're looking at total touchdowns, he's last on the list. Tom Brady, total touchdowns, regular season and playoffs. Oh, okay, playoffs included. I thought you were six, talking rushing. I was has like, Whoa. 610. You're adding three extra. No. Yeah. 610, okay. 610. Drew Brees, 574. So that's... Quite a few touchdowns. I'm not a math guy. <laughs> I'm not a math guy. But if you go total touchdowns, playoff and career, yeah. it goes Tom Brady, 6'10", Peyton Manning, 5'79", Drew Brees, 5'74". If you go career, regular season, Drew Brees, 5'41", Peyton Manning, 5'39", Tom Brady, 5'38". Hmm. So... That's just something you got to think about when adjusting the Drew Brees stat. Yeah, That's yeah, all I got to sure. say. For sure. Right? For sure. A little hmm. quick Gord's Day stat right at the end. I like it. Gord's milestone. We work together here. Shit. Well, what are we hitting next, Matty? Well, I went from my favorite one to plan to my favorite one to listen to. We're going to Gord's Grinder. <laughs> We're going to the Grinder. Oh shit! I wanted this. Wrong, Rihanna. you say Ruby. Oh. <laughs> literally whatever we working say. man you know what honestly Banya's a blue collar guy oh, he's yeah. got a tool belt definitely a blue collar guy for sure he, he works hard he puts in his hours yep and uh you know Banya's he's pretty much a honorary grinder sure I would say yep give it for to sure. him 100 percent give it to him and um this week's grinder I think Chris has him <laughs> in our league, and it's Mr. Joe Mixon. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, you yeah. know what? Good pick. Give it to him. Yeah. He Mixon. needed a week. He hasn't had a week all year. Stuck in Cincinnati. Boom. Stuck and aggressive. And, and even Belly came out last week and said, oh, he's... He one. gave him props, He's man. one of the hardest runners I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever he fucking mm-hmm. mumbled at him, right? <laughs> but... He goes up against New England, against Spygate, and is it like a kind of a Spygate revenge game? Perhaps. Yeah. Film, film me, bro. <laughs> film me. Okay? I'm going to hang 136 <coughs> yards on the ground on you. No tutty. Didn't get the win. Added another three receptions for 20 yards. And, and Mixon had a grinder game. And and help fantasy owners. I'm I'm sure. Big time, 
patient fantasy exactly. owners. Exactly. Yeah, you've been waiting. Came all through when you need it, man. Gord's grinded. They always do. They get the contract done on time, buddy. Yeah, oh yeah. That's for sure. God damn, Joe Mixon, baby. Joe Mixon, baby. <laughs> all right. Well, takes us to our least favorite part of the pod. I'd be fine axing this. To be honest, guys said no, keep it. But we're at the tank. We're at the fearless. Oh, I man. hate this. It's I brutal. do hate it too. Oh. Well, with good reason. I'll jump in. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. week, I had Russell Wilson and tight end David Njoku. Russell Wilson, I said, would have 332 yards through the air, three tutties, 42 rush yards, and one rush tutty. As I've said multiple times on the pod before, he did not. (laughs) He had 286 yards through the air, two touchdowns, negative one rush yards for 19.34 points. Can't take it as a win. No. Bad. Okay. Tight end. (coughs) David Njoku. (laughs) How'd he do? Nigerian Prince. (laughs) Didn't play. <laughs> Didn't play Sunday. So, coach's decision. Yeah. And it obviously did not live up to my expectations. So, I am Maddie, Marty. Yeah. I'm 5 and 21. <laughs> you know what? Normally I would shit on you, but I can't. No, man. Because I also. Went over two. <laughs> oh man, this fucking thing, man! It's turned into something I don't like because, as most people mentioned, I'm losing, <laughs> so I don't like it. Last week, I said Tyree Kill against the Broncos would have a tough week. I said he'd have under 45 receiving yards, no touchdowns. Well, in a game that was played in a fucking snow globe, Tyree Kill had five catches, 67 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? Not a win, buddy. Are you kidding me? Not a win. At running back, I picked my triple F boy, Shane's 40 boy, Alvin Kamara against the Colts. This is where things get a little bit tricky. I thought he would have less than 30 rush yards, less than 30 receiving yards, no scores. Well, as Poet Laureate Meatloaf once stated, two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) He had under 30 yards receiving, no touchdowns. Nailed it, nailed it. But he had 66 yards uh, through the air. Or on the ground, sorry. I said he'd have under 30. I'd like to take it, but El Gregordo said I wasn't allowed. And the Banya said. Banya said I'd give it to you. But whatever, it's okay. I respect the integrity of it. I take it as an L. My overall record is now sitting at whew, 11 and 14. Tough sledding. I don't know what's going on with my team. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. God damn. God damn. So, this week I'm hoping to turn it around, though, because at quarterback, I have 
I have <laughs> Jared, Jared, Gerard, <laughs> Gerard Goof, Jared Goff against the San Fran 49ers. Taking on those Niners, they've given up the eighth fewest points of quarterbacks this season, and they're playing at home. Goff has turned it on in recent weeks, but I think he will be in tough. I think he'll have less than 220 pass yards, throw two interceptions, and only one touchdown. At tight end, oh baby, the most important position in the league, Jack Doyle against those Carolina Panthers. Come on, Jack, you can do it. He should be feasting because Eric Ebron's out. He should be seeing a ton of targets. But guess what? Another tight end who just ain't producing. Shocker. He's had 11 targets over the past two weeks and only got 48 yards on that. He's taken on a 7th rated fantasy team against tight ends this season. And he'll be in tough for sure, for sure, for sure, because he plays tight end. He will have less than 30 yards, no touchdowns, and why even start him? But somebody will. For you sure, for sure, will. for sure, for sure. <laughs> Don't get sassy with me. <laughs> Abolish the position. We ain't abolishing the position. I'm not as as <laughs> judge, jury, and execution of the Flyers League. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm not. Fuck. But this week in the fantasy, in the fearless, yes, not in the fantasy. <laughs> Whatever. I went. I went all pecky, fearless. Okay. Because you know what? He's got Mister Cortland Sutton. In All the right. triple F. No. No, Nigel's Chris. got Cortland Sutton in the fourth. Oh, sorry. I went all Nigel. Oh, Nigel. Okay. I went all Nigel. <laughs> oh, you're trying to kiss him. I'm trying, trying to kiss him. You're trying, trying to, to kiss, kiss him. Fuck. I'm trying to kiss him. <laughs> I went all Nigel. Fearless this week. <laughs> okay. Cortland Sutton versus Detroit. Um, you know what? I think he's going to eat. I think he's going to get behind that. Real soft Detroit secondary. Yeah. I think he can break a couple yards loose further. Yeah, I like this pick. And um, I think he's going to eat 112 yards, one tutty. Okay? Yeah, I dig that. All right? For sure. Running back. Banya's boy. <laughs> Marlon Mack. Marlon. Oh, nice. yes. <laughs> I love Marlon Mack style, man. Oh, he's great. not a touchdown guy. This year, but he's a yards guy. He's going up against Carolina's defense next week. Run funnel defense. Okay. Um, I think if if Indy was smart, they'd they'd pick the game script to the run and uh, let let him eat. Let him eat. Um, I think he's going ninety two on the ground and one tutty. Shit. After the poor outing against New Orleans. Yeah. You know. Feel it. Cool. Well, Callum will keep track of that for us, so we don't need to worry about anything we just said. Moving along, let's talk about the buds and duds. Yeah, we'll <laughs> rip them. We'll rip. Yeah, we're going to rip through them. Uh, buds, at quarterback, I had to go famous Jameis Winston against the Lions. We got good Jameis this week, which fantasy fans should celebrate. 458 pass yards, four touchdowns, and only one teensy-weensy interception. 37 fantasy uh, points for owners. Probably a contract extension with the Bucks. Everybody wins. Except for Bucks fans, maybe. At wide receiver, I couldn't leave that game. I had to, I couldn't ignore it because Brashad Perriman 
his stat line was bonkers. 113 yards, three touchdowns, as he was basically the only target for Winston, as Evans and Godwin had injuries. At running back, Kenyon Drake. 32, 32 in Miami, now number 41 in Arizona. <laughs> Played my Cleveland Browns and crushed them. The woeful Browns gave up 134 Four tutties. 137 rush yards, four touchdowns. 42 points. Wild. Woo! And at tight end, Travis Kelsey against the Denver Broncos, the premier tight end at the premier position, showed up with a whopping 18 points for owners. Whopping! 11 catches, 142 yards. And those were the buds of the week. Duds are tough, man. Dubs are tough. You know, um, QB dud of the week, Jacoby smoked brisket. First <laughs> Nola. And he had a tough week. Yeah, had a tough Very, week. very tough week. Pa- or 165 pass yards, one rush attempt, seven rush yards. Not a great week for the kid. Yeah. Not a great week for the kid. And you know what? If you got to start him in fantasy next week, Feel sorry for you. Yeah. But. He won't be tossing into Jack Doyle. That's for sure. <laughs> Nobody's tossing into Jack Doyle. <laughs> Wide receiver. Your boy. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Oh. First the Rams. Where in, a, in a game that they. Crushed. Crushed. Yeah. He, they obviously didn't need him. Nope. Two targets. One reception. 19 yards. <laughs> Matched his number. God damn. 1.9 points. Brutal. Uh, running back, Melvin Gordon. Guy started <laughs> in the Flyers League, but still managed to win. Still managed to win. So, um, Melvin Gordon the third versus Mini. He had seven rush attempts, 26 rush yards, seven targets, five receptions, 36 receiving yards. But he had two fumbles lost. Oh. Two fumbles wow. lost. They were not giving him the ball after No, that. not. Not with Austin Eckler sitting in no, the wings, waiting no. waiting for exactly. that. Exactly. God damn, but really. But tight Dude. end, Maddie and Banya's favorite position, Austin Hooper. Oh, yeah. What a, what a great position. What a stud. Absolutely. Bad deal. Fantastic. Bad deal for the boys. Six targets, three receptions, 20 receiving yards, two points. And he was started in every Tough league. one. Yeah, totally. That's the way she goes. Okay, well, well, we're going to brush over it quickly. Let's talk about our leagues. Um, and in the N40, really, we're not going to go over the other matchups because, really, that's just playoff. That's just draft seeding. Yeah. we got to focus on two. We already know the outcome of one. The Gregor Bowl went down. John came out on top on the strength of a Devontae Parker two-touchdown game for sure. Hey. Yeah. Um, Gord put up, had 30 put up by Saquon. Didn't matter. Gord lo- uh, loses the Gregor Bowl, becomes Gregordo, and will serve a punishment as uh, yet to be determined, but most likely inside a McDonald's restaurant. <laughs> Ronald's Bistro. <laughs> uh, and in the A pool, um, I lost my tight matchup with Nigel. Congratulations, Nigel. First appearance in the finals. Never won before, obviously. He takes on Johnny, who uh, disposed of Chris. Uh, And Johnny also hasn't won. So we got two newbies in the finals. Tight matchup. We all know who our allegiances lie with. And, uh, yeah, may the best man win. Big time. Well, Flyers League. Yep. 
looking a little more fortunate for the kid. Yes. And, uh... Very, very nice turnaround here. Very nice turnaround. Got worked out when you can make your own rules and modify them <laughs> as the season yeah. goes on. That's the commission. Yeah. 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 What was that? Four-team four playoffs? Yeah. Oh, no, oh yeah. Six. I'll make it six. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, man, when you're judge, jury, executioner, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I guess right? so. Yeah. But, pff, fair is square, man. I fucking won, won games when I need to. <laughs> no, I'm playing for first. Fair so, is square. Um, tough week last week. The uh, the Groveners, Gluttons lost to the Dribble Bros. <laughs> yeah, so they're obviously last. Yeah. Last place. And Dri- I think it's almost Dribble Bros. It's like, who are you playing? Nobody really. No. Yeah. 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 Nobody. Mostly me. Showed up. Yeah. Showed up. Oh, mostly like, me it's, setting it's a, it's Adams. It's Gord's like. Default said to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tough break for Bakey. Yeah, tough break for Bakey, man. But you know what? Brap. Yeah. Brap. <laughs> therapy, so yeah. no big deal. We'll see. Um, I don't even know if he's aware of what's looming over him, but I feel like both Johnny and Gord would deliver the same punishment. So Yeah, exactly. Do you want to announce it? No, I'm not announcing. You're going to wait. got to wait. Okay, but like if you would... Yeah, it would yeah. be the throttle okay, there. Yeah, sicker. Okay. So, yeah, thinking about tossing a... Peyton loves his Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about tossing a front windshield decal on there. <laughs> decal. Hashtag throttle, throttle therapy. therapy. Oh, yes. And but... Then, yeah, and then a bumper sticker on the back that just says, Brap! <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing a few, like, truck testicles hanging from the back. Yeah. Truck, truck nuts, season. man. You can't have deckles and truck nuts. Oh, why? Yeah. You, the, can have, you can have truck nuts. The other idea tossed out was to toss, like, um, Disney stickers, like Honest Lion man. King or Frozen, onto his onto his player helmet. So for about five games. And you'd oh, have to wear that, that for five be, games, uh, not just yeah. in warm-up. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be good either way. Yeah, Glutton's lost. Dribble Bros <laughs> squeaked out a win somehow. Good for them. Um, the Mermosas beat you people, Kess. Yeah. Good season, Kess. Good for you, but... Wouldn't back up his team with a monetary bet, though. No, he wouldn't. Spoke he wouldn't. volumes. He wouldn't. I told him, I said, 20 bucks. I'll fucking... I got the win. He yeah. said, no, no, no. Don't want to do it. Talked a big game, but wouldn't put his money where his mouth was. I beat him 110 to 89. And Johnny Schmiller's team beat the Meat Beaters 129 to 125. Close. Very. Real yeah. close. Very close. Uh, came down to the Monday Nighter. Yeah. Uh, how that shook down, but you have to give props where where they're due. Johnny Schmiller is now in the final of the N40L. And the Flyers League. And the Flyers League. Good for so, him. Good for him. Magazines paid off this year. Good for you, buddy. And well, those are the leagues. And um, normally we'd end with story time. But I don't think anybody thought of one. Well, I think we got... <laughs> I think we might have like a half-ass story time. Yeah. Half-ass. It's, it's about right. the time all the boys... Uh, that night we went out to Rosie's. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> After and, hockey. And, you know, all the boys were going to Donnan. I think we played at Donnan. Okay. And none of us showered. 
Nobody shower. Not a single guy. It wasn't it was, an option. Not a single a guy on the Flyers shower. Yeah, exactly. And we go to Rosie's, and you know the boys are singing a little karaoke. I might have sang, you know, maybe uh, maybe a little rock and roll suicide. Yeah. By by David Bowie. Yeah, what a great song. And and I go over and I'm trying to show the boys my little sambuca trick. Yeah. Which it's, is it's where I I light a shot of sambuca on fire and then you spin it on another glass and you torch it out the glass. But things did not you know go as well <laughs> as as Huncho planned. And he ends up pretty much lighting the entire table on Rosie's on fire. 100%. It was on fire, the whole thing. And uh, Banya over here walks over to the fiery table and... What I mean, are you I tried get? to smooth-talk my way through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work very well. Nobody was smooth-talking nothing. But uh, end of the day, there was a couple girls walking around and they said, you know... Is that even going to impress us, lighting a drink on fire? I think it impressed us. <laughs> I think it impressed us. Fucking right. Oh, well. You know, good epi with the boys. Might, might have sang a song or two. <laughs> we got a couple songs. Yeah, exactly. Heard them. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Before we sign off, uh, uh, Chris's episode... Definitely want to wish all our listeners a happy holiday. Yes, absolutely. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry yeah. Christmas. Uh, and be safe. Yeah. I yeah, hope yeah. it's a Take safe care. and fun Christmas. Um, there is a contested little battle again over music this week. <laughs> Gord, we came to an agreement, though. We did come to an agreement. Gord would not drop Twisted Sister <laughs> off the radar, which is fine. Used them last year. Um, but yeah, we end tonight with an uplifting beat. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Get it in you. Merry Christmas, boys. Merry Christmas, yeah. fellas. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Happy holidays from the Beverly Fantasy Bulletin.